inside Joe. Get you a sip of that inside Joe. Let's get all the way inside. We'll start with the cheers. <laughs> cheers. We're going to do our annual That's a Rap show. Um, I'm here with my incredible partner today and in life, Nara. <laughs> So I guess just to kind of like ease us into the episode, because we'll definitely get into more of a personal reflection aspect of this. Mm -hmm. If you could just talk about some shows or movies that you really, I, I would say highlight for this past year. Most recently, we just finished season two of Alice in Borderland. It's my kind of show. I love, I love the challenge aspect of it. It's, it's a Japanese show, right, so which right. so I, I appreciate that it's not just an American show. We saw season one last year, mm -hmm. and then we saw season two just recently and just went right, binge through it, because mm -hmm. you like the show a lot. Um, I like the show a lot, too, but it's harder for me to get into mm. the beginning, because like I don't want to see all that stress, right. but it actually is a really good show. I would also say Wednesday. I was pretty skeptical oh, yeah. about the show, because I love The Addams Family. I love christina ricci's wednesday but i feel like we were both pretty pleasantly surprised that's one of our top shows so this year. so uh, cathartic to watch because mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like the same premise of uh curb your enthusiasm mm -hmm. when you watch larry david say <laughs> things that you want to say to people yeah it's the same thing with wednesday but just a little different vibe mm -hmm. i really like the show totally i i uh what's her name um I forgot her name, but the actress who plays Wednesday. Christina. Uh, yeah. Cristiano uh, Ronaldo. Jenna Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Christy? Cristiano. No, it's Jenna Ortega. She Jenna did a Ortega. really good job, I think. She did a really great job. Um, she looks I, like she's like 14, <laughs> but she's 20. Yeah. 1899 on Netflix. I really love it. It still goes on theme for me, which is kind of the trippy fantasy sort of mind bending type of stuff. Yeah. The other two are Rami and Severance. I thought with, with Rami, I thought he was just, he just continuously is really ballsy with his choices. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I just appreciate how he does it. Totally. There's also uh, an episode where his uncle gets detained mm -hmm. and it brought back a lot of memories for me because I also was detained by Israeli but when soldiers. I was trying to get to Palestine so mm -hmm. it was a very similar experience so yeah. that kind of sucked to see again but the whole season really good really mm -hmm. entertaining Severance um, was a nice surprise mm -hmm. um, I know some people don't like it too it's kind of one of those shows mm -hmm. either love it or hate it kind of thing yeah I thought it was I loved it very good job Ben Stiller um, directed very good it. Yeah, yeah it was a very good show I love shows I love shows too. I could, I could talk about it. I could it's talk like, about this one topic all day. It's like an hours long yeah. movie. Anyway, no, but so yeah, good. those are good good options. What about what about you? What are your shows? Didn't you like Andor? Oh my god, yeah, I love Andor. You liked Andor too. You say, I like Andor. You, you let too. me have that one. You're like giving me that one. You're whispering Andor to me. That's true. Andor is the one one of my favorite shows all season. I'm not a Star Wars guy at all. Me neither. Um, I couldn't, I don't care. This is a little hot take, but the original <laughs> Star Wars was, was a bore um, for me at least. But I think it's because it was ahead of its time in like the 70s. Mm. But, you know, I was, you know, it's not the 70s anymore. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like I, I think I've tried to watch Star Wars before. It's just so the snooze fest. Yeah. Worthy mentions are like House of Dragon, White Lotus and Mo, maybe. White Lotus. That was a big one. Yeah. The yeah. ending was, I, I feel like that was one of like the, the rarest times where I was just like, oh my God, seriously? Well, that's a good feeling. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he did a good job. He made you, they made you care. Yeah. We just watched Nope. I feel like that was a pretty well-made movie. Mm -hmm. Jordan Peele continues to be interesting. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Killing it. Yeah, like he's just been on a roll. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Nope was the I guess the most recent movie that's been memorable to me. Mm -hmm. We just also just watched it earlier this year. We went to the movies to watch The Batman. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, enjoyed I don't know, it, it was a long movie, but I enjoyed it. I think it was thirty I mean, minutes too long, maybe. Yeah, but like I really liked uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. I agreed. Totally. I think it was a, I mean, I don't like what's her name. Zoe Catwoman. Kravitz? Yeah. I don't know. Some people like her. At, some I fucking like hate her. her. I'm kidding. I, I mean, I like I her as a person, her. I guess, but I don't, 
like i just didn't like her as catwoman i just it wasn't i feel like it, it should have been someone else um and it would have made the movie better but um anyway i still enjoyed the movie and farha i gotta represent. gotta represent um first palestinian movie that mm-hmm. was re- released on netflix i think and that's been submitted to be uh nominated to the oscars i don't that's know if great. it's nominated yet but it's a big deal for us of course uh, a lot of controversy always I mean, always yeah. with anything to do with that so i just had some thoughts about nope mm. i just love how he takes a story like mm-hmm. he, he does what's interesting he's not trying to win an oscar or like every single time mm-hmm. Or anything like that. He just does what like stories are super interesting to him. Totally. And he's kind of nerdy, you know, back in the day and was really into sci-fi. And now he finally gets like the green light to make whatever he wants. I really admire and and respect how he elevates black narratives and black storytelling, you know, black culture mm-hmm. uh, in, in ways that aren't. Stereotypical. stereotypical yeah, yeah. That, that aren't you know like you're showing the variety and diversity and the depth and the richness of black culture black american culture especially so and i i, I appreciate that he does that so no i agree i think that was a good call on that too mm. he just it's everything is interesting with him mm. I, I appreciate that um another one that we I, you know as far as shows that we missed mm-hmm. peacemaker Oh yeah, Peacemaker totally was this year. Uh, I would say that's probably one of the biggest. Like, came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I don't like John Cena. Looks a little racist to me. <laughs> if I'm being quite honest. Yeah. But no, he was great. He, he he won me over. That was a great show. Archive 81. Archive 81. That was a good one, that too. one too. Was that this year? Yeah, I think yeah. so. That was a good one too. Underrated. I feel like no one, no one has seen that. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, I could talk about this forever, but we love talking about this. I didn't know that we like talking about this. We should just do a <laughs> we whole do podcast another... of reviews. Yeah, we should totally do that. Okay, so what musical artist and/or podcast stood out to you the most this year? Okay, so I have a weird uh, answer to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as music. Um, huge surprise. I know all of you that you Spotify, you have like your end of the year, you know, how many times have you listened to this song and, and whatever my like number one song. Um, I don't even know her name. Emmy Melly. Emmy Melly. Yes. It's Emmy Melly. I am woman. Yeah. That song. Um, I that am woman song. by Emmy Melly is my number one song. He is feminine. He is masculine. He is everything he wants. I am everything you ever want. He can teach you. He can love you. <laughs> Are you reading the lyrics? Yeah. I thought you were talking about me. As far as podcasts, I mean, I feel like I listen to the same podcasts. Uh, nothing noteworthy. Oh, I, I will say there's one podcast that actually I would know. It's called The Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey and David Spade. Mm. Um, if you're a fan of Saturday Night Live um, and like to just kind of know about comedy and the behind the scenes stuff, um, that's a fun show. I feel like this year has been a theme of like getting my shit together financially, mm-hmm. um, figure like, you know, investing in our future kind of thing and just learning. I like learning about things that I'm interested in. So future rich podcast is one that's, I feel like I've listened to almost every podcast. Uh, career Contessa is a, is a good one too. And recently I just learned about or, or found flip houses like a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a pretty, I mean, I listened to a few episodes only, but, I like renovation stuff, so it's been interesting hearing that. Music, though, you mentioned Wrapped um, from Spotify. Of course, it hasn't changed because Beyonce keeps coming out with crazy albums every year. It's weird because I don't consider myself a Beyonce fan, but my top artist for the past couple of years has been Beyonce on Spotify. You uh, you hate the, you hate the person but love the music. I mean, I respect... I mean, I don't hate her. You know, it's just that I you don't... You heard it here first. Nora hates Beyonce. I don't hate Beyonce. I just don't consider myself... It's weird because I still love her music. You know, especially the last three albums. I 100% love them. I just wouldn't... When, if people ask me who's your favorite artist, Beyonce wouldn't be my first answer. But it is. Answer. I, I guess, you know, according to Spotify. But anyway... Uh, the other artists are Lotto, Childish Gambino, and Kay Trinata. You listen to a lot of um, Soul Sonic, right? Not a lot. Is that their name, though? Yeah, I think so. Like one or two songs here and there. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're like, you're like, he just wanted to say Soul Sonic. You're like, you listen to Soul Sonic. 
<laughs> I just that name sucks. Is it Soul Sonic? It might not be. Soul it's the Bruno Sonic. Mars and um, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. A Soul Sonic sounds better than Silk Sonic. Uh, no, I kind of like Silk Sonic. You know what? I feel like their their band could be called Velvet. <laughs> That's much better. And Maybe. people would be like, "Oh, it's Velvet." That's when uh, Anderson Pack and Bruno get together. They're just yeah. Velvet. God damn it! <laughs> just solved everything. What's a positive thing that happened in the news this year? All right. So this one, I'm not going to go too far into it, but it has to do with fusion. (laughs) (laughs) He's been talking about this for a long time. Um, So fusion um, is a good thing. It's a good thing. If you can harness it. But basically the fact that they were able to laser, um, I believe, some hydrogen. I'm not going to go into too much depth because you guys won't understand. (laughs) But um, the fact that we could, you know, possibly get away from coal mm-hmm. um, is a great thing. Yeah. I don't really have like a specific news story in mind, but I feel like this year there's been a lot of focus on implementing like climate policies like mm-hmm. more seriously this year. And also stronger focus on mental health in workplaces. Pay transparency has been more and more becoming more of a standard. Um, before I move forward with what you just said, mm-hmm. because we'll be too far away from what... We're mm-hmm. talking about Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about Fusion. Yeah. That would have been a good band name for, oh for Anderson Pack and Bruno Velvet Mars. Velvet Fusion. Velvet Fusion. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. Velvet Fusion. <laughs> my goodness. What a waste. All right. Velvet That's Fusion. That's pretty good. That's really good. Okay. <laughs> let's move on though. So what, what, what you were saying as far as like there's more... People are trying to be more conscious of the world uh, company wise. Well, company, I feel like, I mean, companies, corporations, governments are the, they're the ones who move the needle, you know, you know, people make a difference, but once, once those kind of governing bodies start actually implementing policies or or rules or whatever laws around it, um, that's when Money. Large, larger exactly where, where, when the money, money where the money is yeah. is where where it change actually starts happening hashtag so. jaded we are yeah <laughs> yeah we'll start with the softball into personal reflection here so just to talk about um where you've traveled in 2022 at the beginning of the year we went to phoenix arizona together in utah yeah uh and utah yeah we started in utah um Kanab. Kanab, utah it was a, that was a great trip. I think that was one of the highlights of this year. We got to see um, hot air balloons. Yep. And also a Utah family that was racist. Because <laughs> <laughs> we woke up early to see the balloons because they weren't too far from us as far as the launch point. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we were parking, uh, this kind of racist family were telling how they were going to call the cops on us. Well, on you, on because I, I look, I'm white passing, so yeah. they're just fucking racist against Asians but that was fun but no it was a great uh, otherwise it was a great trip we we saw the hot air balloons we did some hiking at Zion we went to what's the uh other place in starts with the S to Sedona okay but yeah so that that was it then we tried Joe and I tried to do the big trip to Palestine so he could visit my family he got denied entry this was like a month after it was like a month or two after. a month or two after Arizona uh-huh. Try to go see Nura's family in Palestine. Um, and we didn't talk about this in any of my podcasts, right? I don't think so. Um, but uh, yeah, went to try to see Nura's family in Palestine because we were engaged and mm-hmm. I guess technically married yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah, but we had all of our paperwork and everything. Um, and I got denied entry as I was going through the Israeli checkpoint mm-hmm. uh, to get into Palestine from Jordan. And to clarify, so um, since Joe is an American citizen, well, I, we're both American citizens, but I'm a, I am have a Palestinian ID too, um, and a Jordanian passport. So American passport, Jordanian passport, and a Palestinian ID. But Joe is an American citizen. He has an American passport. I, as a Palestinian person, cannot travel cannot fly into Tel Aviv, which is considered in Israel, because I'm Palestinian. So I have to fly into Jordan, and from there cross three borders into Jericho and go to the West Bank to see my family. So the three borders are the Jordanian border, 
the Israeli border and the Palestinian border. Uh, Joe technically could have flown into uh, Tel Aviv as an American citizen. He would have had to be like, oh, I'm just coming in here as a tourist. I'm just trying to see Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And I whatever. have to say in that voice as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if they ask him where you're staying or where he's staying, if he knows anyone, he has to say he doesn't know anyone in the West Bank. He would either have have to have proof of like a hotel reservation in the Israeli territories, or he's staying somewhere in in the Israeli territories with some, with family or whatever. Plan B was to, for him to fly in with me to Jordan and then cross the border with me in order to go into the West Bank. And then cue everything that uh, that Joe just said. We passed through the Jordanian border, and as he was trying to, we finally got to the second border, which is the Israeli border. But he was denied entry. Well, I, I just want to set the stage. You know, I was a American person that was pretty ignorant to the Middle East. We just got like, oh, it's complicated. You know, like the, the war in the Middle East is what we call it. Mm-hmm. But now being with you <laughs> and getting like an actual like taste of what's going on, complicated is definitely um, lowballing the situation. Mm-hmm. It is a it's dismissive, very fucked up situation down there. And, um, as I'm going to the checkpoint, it's terrifying uh, for many people just because um, they make it terrifying. There's guns and rifles everywhere. Um, they're sweeping every car for bombs. And there's just a very ominous feeling going through this checkpoint. Um, we have no reason that we should feel nervous about this. Mm-hmm. We have nothing illegal. Just trying to get to see Nora's family to celebrate our wedding, you know, that the fact that we're married. So really shitty feeling when um you know we we get through our bags we're like oh we're hopeful like there's no situation maybe things have progressed a bit but nope they tell us to wait in this corner room um and we wait there for hours and hours no one tells us what's going on um someone takes my passport um one of the israeli soldiers yeah they just take my passport 19 yeah and i'm like why do why'd you take my passport and they just make some bullshit thing. Oh, they just have to look at this uh, this thing and uh, check your thing. They checked my passport for three hours. Four. And, uh, four hours. Wow. And and then while that happens, a nineteen that nineteen year old soldier asked me all these BS questions about um, where do I work, who's my dad, as if they'll know Jong Dae Yoon. Like that's gonna do anything. <laughs> then he asks, he sees that like on my one of my social profiles, I'm like a fan of the Bulls, and he like, oh, go Bulls, because he's trying to do this interrogating tactic that is, you know, he's just very novice about, so I could tell, trying to ease me down, and then ask me a ton of questions that have nothing to do with our trip, and mm-hmm. and then after that, we just wait with silence for hours, and eventually, someone gives me a passport and says, we we're sorry, we don't think you could go in today, and that's it. After waiting like uh, another hour, <laughs> like they finally give him the passport as they escort us out into like an, a van to drive us back to back to, to the checkpoint to Jordan yeah. and Jordan which, or checkpoint, not even to. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so we're just like, we don't know what we do from here. Everything else was planned to see and celebrate with nervous family. Mm-hmm. So we're like, OK, what do we do now? We re- regroup and we're like, let's just go to the hotel, um, make the best of this trip. Yeah. And my parents were devastated. Um my uh, like my aunts and uncles cousins were excited to they were like we'll do a celebration because like i mean my a lot of my family's older um and my cousins and stuff have families there have newborns so they can't really travel very often to see joe so it it just made more sense for us to go for him to see where i grew up see my family etc um i mean i i still see it as a a blessing in disguise because you know you got a baby steps you know into <laughs> learning a little bit about what's going on you experienced it firsthand so next time you're more prepared when you actually go in <laughs> but um but yeah I feel like that I feel like that trip really connected us you know yeah. like that I feel like we, we I feel like I understood you more yeah yeah of like what kind of shit you have to go through because I feel like there's a lot that I could say and I always tell everyone like all you need to do is just visit. Don't listen to my opinion. Um, humans are biased. I'm, I'm going to be biased 100%, even though I know what I'm saying is the truth a lot of the time about the situation. But y- you need to go visit, and then you'll you'll understand. You- it's a lot. And um, 
Yeah, I think it's just one of those things. Like, I always try to be a person that's non-biased, like, as much as possible. Try to see the perspective of both sides. Um, but it was just, like, the, the treatment and... Manipulation. Yeah, the manipulation and, and just the way that they do things there was pretty messed up. So, um, anyway. <laughs> it's not... Yeah, I mean, there's not... I mean, yeah, that, that's just... The experience. That's just the experience we went. We made the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to uh, see the Dead Sea. Mm-hmm. So we were like, like, screw it, man. Let's just have a great time. Treat it as a vacation. On the Jordanian side, yeah. We it, went to the Dead Sea. Yeah, so we, we went to see the Dead Sea on the Jordanian side um, and got to float like like Jello. <laughs> and uh, it was a good trip. It was a, still a weird trip because <laughs> you're kind of sad and you're like – Trying to have fun. Um, My and, parents yeah. crossed, uh, came to Jordan, so we got to spend a couple of nights with nice. them. Um, we also went to Petra, which was cool. I've never been there either. I've never been to, to Dead Sea on the Jordanian side either. So we got to experience things together, like brand new. Petra was, uh, was, was definitely a trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely noteworthy um, of mm-hmm. a trip. Petra is one of the seven wonders of the world. Mm-hmm. It's where Indiana Jones was filmed, yeah. the original, I think. Um, and with Sean Connery and Harrison Ford. Sean Connery. She talks in her sleep. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, no, it was, I mean, that place, I, the ignorance of me was like, oh, this looks like Jesus's times. Because <laughs> it looks like literally you could do a recreation of, you know how they do Civil War reenactments? You could do like the the whole Jesus story in Petra. Like it just looked, looked it was so crazy to see um, in person. And we, I mean, there's so many stories of that trip, actually. So, so we just said we went to Phoenix early in the year. We went to Jordan, basically, together. Yeah. We were going to go to Palestine. At Petra, like, we rode donkeys. Wait, wait, let me set this up real quick. We rode, this we is drew, not... we rode donkeys all the way up to God knows where on the top of somewhere. It's not just that we, 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 we uh, rode donkeys. We, we, we had a tour guide. We went to Petra. We had a tour guide, a local tour guide. He's um, Bedouin. He loves Nura. Um, well, if you about me <laughs> and he, he was, but he was a great tour guide mm-hmm. and he took us and showed us uh, different areas. It's not like America where there's like all these like bars or like safety, mm-hmm. <laughs> safety, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy is just randomly like showing us around, um, talks to this one Bedouin, um, who's basically like, a, an OG of the area mm-hmm. and, um, he has a donkey. And so we get on the donkey I'm a big guy, okay? So I feel really bad for this donkey. I know donkeys are, are really strong, mm-hmm. but I still feel bad. Yeah. He doesn't tell us where we're going. He just says, hold on tight. And we oh basically God. go all the way up where you could really freaking die. It felt like the Grand Canyon, okay? <laughs> and we're on the edge of these cliffs with no safety. And I didn't even know I was going to do this. I just We just went on the donkey and just followed. We didn't know through. how dangerous or high or like how long the trip was. It was We were like, okay, maybe like a, a little oh, bit yeah. because it's like really steep, but yeah. nope. He kept going up and up and up. And I'm like, okay, we're getting really high here. And my donkey was a rebel. He was showing off. He was like just going on his own to the edge of the cliff. And I'm like, if I have some kind of muscle cramp with my forearm here, I'm freaking dead. I know I sound like to some people, if you were there, it is, uh, there are times where you're like, if I don't hold on tight here, I'm going to freaking die. And I didn't sign up for this, <laughs> but it was great. Well, that was, that was the Jordan trip. It was, it was definitely an adventure. Also, uh, throwing a little bit of dash of racism that I did yes. get through, which I really pissed me off. We get into Jordan and the people passport control. Yeah. The passport. He basically asks us like who we are to each other and Nura in, in Arabic lets him know that we're husband and wife, mm-hmm. um, trying to just go ahead and see her family. And he starts talking shit about me because I'm Asian. Mm-hmm. And so he talks, talking shit to Nura in Arabic. I don't speak a word of Arabic or maybe a couple of words at this point, Yeah, but I, I basically could tell by the way he's looking at me and his Mm -hmm. tone that he's talking shit about me. Mm -hmm. It takes everything in me to not want to just go after this guy. Mm -hmm. And Nura calms me down. She talks shit back to him, lets him know, like, that's fucked up. But super racist. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Just the smugness and, like, the disrespect and, like, just... He, he was like mocking it, mocking the the idea that we were. He was laughing. Yeah. At us when you said we were married. Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck is your problem?" I oh basically, my gosh. I was basically like, 
do you think you're better than us? Do you think that you're better than him? Like, like what is, what is it? You know, you want to talk to me about it? You want to say yeah. it? And then he was like, no. And then he kept laughing. I was just so, I was really pissed off too, but I was trying to be like, okay, let's not. It took so start. much for, like, like I, let's I, not, like, <laughs> let's not get into like, go, like international whatever. Because in situation. there, the rules are a little different. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Like, I don't, Jordan is. It's a king. It's right? uptight. They have a, they have a king. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to like get into that shit. Yeah. But I'm not going to be Brittany Griner. But I still, ta- I still, ta- I told him, I was like, you don't, you're not better than him. You're not better than me. You're not better than us. Like there's nothing that you think you're, you know, you're, you're, I, I basically told him he's ugly. <laughs> you, you know what? Like I don't. I was like, you, you ugly. Like you think you're like better than anyone. Like, fuck you. Like let us through. Like I don't have time I, for this shit. I don't like machismo. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like the fact like, oh, I'm here to prove my pride here. But it took a lot for me to yeah. not want to go over that counter. Yeah. And just whoop his ass. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> because it's not even like just like, well, any type of racism is fucked up, but it's just like the, the derogatory yeah like just how he did it was small-minded like, very small was even like more Ugh. just aggravating so we stayed at the what hilton hilton hotel dead sea hilton or dead, something. So, dead sea hilton um check it out if you want to see <laughs> a racist guy yeah. basically the concierge of the hotel mm-hmm. and he speaks english pretty fluently mm-hmm. and towards the end of the the trip we're like oh like trying to get a taxi to go back to the airport this guy is just basically, he's like, he's like, you know what? I really like your smile. And Nero was like, yeah, I love his smile too. You know? And then he goes, no, you remind me of this one cartoon. I could sense this was getting, this is going to go towards like a racist caricature of an Asian person. And I just was like, I immediately stopped him and tried to like switch the topic Mm -hmm. because I, I was like at this point with all the stuff that has been going on in this trip, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to act if he, if I let this guy continue to talk. Mm-hmm. And so I just switched the topic and uh, it's just so frustrating. It was just a ongoing theme during that trip. Yeah. I don't know if I, I feel like I didn't prep you enough for that stuff. I feel like there's racism everywhere and yeah. I feel like Arab communities unfortunately don't have like enough diversity to like really yeah. understand other cultures or other, you know what I mean? Like I feel like in America we have there's a lot of racism still, but there's more uh, diversity where there's a little bit more open-mindedness than yeah. than other places. But it's so hard for people who aren't oh, white no. or Arab to I mean, go I to the Arab I mean, world. I went to like, if I, you know, I've been to the country in the, in the States. If you go mm-hmm. to the country where it's like, they don't see too many Asian people, let alone, I'm a big Asian guy. Like I stick mm-hmm. out quite a bit. And even the kids in, in Petra mm-hmm. that were from, you know, locals right. would call me like Chinese and stuff like that. And like yeah. in a way that's very derogatory. And it is something that like, I don't, I don't get too much now as an adult in the city of Chicago because mm-hmm. they're so, so diverse. Right. But I got in it throughout like junior high school, elementary school, high school even. It's fucked up. And I think for me, it's more like I spent my whole life trying not to be a stereotype. Mm. And I think for me, it's like, I feel so much that weight to represent Asians in mm-hmm. a different way mm-hmm. that it's definitely shaped who I am today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I hear anyone go after me just because of being Asian or different, it's very hard to be patient. Mm-hmm. And I think I was in a mood for a while and I, I didn't, we didn't really talk about it during the trip too much, but mm-hmm. like, that trip was very difficult for me. Oh yeah. In so many ways. Mm-hmm. I also had a, we had great moments though as well mm-hmm. um, with your parents and you know, the Dead Sea um, and Petra was, was cool, but there were so many moments where like it would affect my mood mm-hmm. and you probably, I felt like maybe you, there are times where you might not know why, mm-hmm. you know, but like, I think I didn't even know why it was just bubbling up all this racism and and it just like i just wanted to i had, I had to do something and mm-hmm. I, I didn't get a chance to do that yeah yeah i feel like it's important for us to like talk about it yeah more because it's something that i feel like i need to understand also more you know like i need to understand and need to because i, I mean my perspective is so different than my community's perspective you know like I've always felt kind of like an outsider. So I feel like I try to represent my people and my community and like the best light. Cause I'm like, 
Because you have to. Because well, because I well because there I've seen the good. Although I've I'm like I've been also treated as other. I've been oh, othered yeah, yeah. for sure because I look white, which is like not the worst thing, but like it's it feels shitty because I am Palestinian and I grew up there and right. I've experienced the same things, but. That's why it's a weird thing, but I also need to learn what it's like, what it's like to criticize Mm -hmm. and to educate my own community and my own family and whatever about things that matter. You would say this quite a bit to me um, about like how you're white passing Mm -hmm. and you would say that a lot Uh and it would be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But after going to Jordan and seeing how they treated you as a foreigner, Mm -hmm. Like then it, that connected me to like, oh, I totally get why you say this a lot mm-hmm. because it's so true. Like you don't Very get prominent. respect in your own location mm-hmm. because you don't look like them. Yeah. And then when you come to America, they, they expect, they expect you to be American, mm-hmm. but you're, you're not. Yeah. Well, I look normal until people talk to me, then it's different. Well, your perspective is very unique, mm-hmm. I would say. And, um, I think that's what brought us closer together is like, it really mm-hmm. started to understand why you would say certain things and like mm-hmm. get to really experience it mm-hmm. and how frustrating it is. And I got to say, I think you hold yourself very well for all the shit you have to deal with. And you too. I mean, like, honestly, like I, I, I think about like just seeing you go through that was really difficult for me. And and not that Jordanians are my people, but like Arabs, you know, are treating my partner and my husband and the person that I love and spend, I'm spending my, my every day and the rest of my life with this way is like. It's upsetting. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I think for me, it was like, I also don't speak the language and I felt so like helpless like i can't say anything and you'd have to do a lot of the legwork throughout the trip i feel like i can't even help or defend myself when we went through that trip there was so many emotions and i couldn't even like i couldn't even comprehend how to verbalize or communicate to you why it was so frustrating at the time because we were going through so much that we didn't need more i was like i didn't i didn't know if you could understand what i was going through on top of any other pressures yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, it, that trip is, is important. Yeah. I feel like we need, it's one of those that we need to talk about a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this year has just kind of flown by. Um, and we haven't talked about like these important things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like these are really like important things to to talk about especially if we decide to like start a family or anything you know for sure so no yeah. i think it's important to i think we both have very similar like viewpoints of like how we want our family to be and it would be honest mm-hmm. and informative like they understand both sides to totally. things it's dumb to try to just paint a perfect picture uh-huh. in any scenario they should know the full story and like this is part of the story it's you know, I think every ethnicity or race or whatever, it's not, it shouldn't be about that, but everyone has good people and bad people. Yeah. Totally. I, so I don't single out any specific race or ethnicity. I think there's shitty people everywhere and good people yeah. everywhere. Um, so I don't think that's ever going to be something that you should generalize. And we don't do that, but. And it's like the yeah. way that you're critical of like Asians in uh-huh. general, Eastern Asians, um, and you want them to be better and do right. better. It's kind of like how I feel about Arabs. It's like, totally. I get really disappointed when I see that. Where I grew up, not only being Arab or being Muslim, but also being Palestinian, we're so underrepresented. We're also discriminated against. So it just makes no logical sense to me that people who identify as either Arab, Palestinian, or Muslim could be you know racist or prejudiced in that way towards others but that's been such an ignorant naive like ignorant and naive perspective that i've had for a very long time but seeing it firsthand and i think i knew it but i just didn't like fully want to 
process it or believe it. Right. And just seeing it firsthand was just like heartbreaking. And it was just like really, really fucked up. Well, it's a whole, it was like the uh, saying hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. And that was just, I think that's what it is. I mean, even the whole issue with not to, we're not going to open this up, but the right. Americans would call the war in the Middle East. Right. Is hurt people hurting people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a shame. Yeah. But um, I think for me, I try to gain the perspective of the fact that I have that perspective. I might be lucky. Yeah. Where some people are stuck. They're stuck in their surroundings. Mm. So how are they supposed to know mm. to think that way? Right. I mean, yeah, but well, it sucks. Anyways. So that was that trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where else oh, did we go? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, we, we should. We, there's more questions to go. But we said, OK, to summarize, where did we travel both travel in 2022 phoenix arizona jordan we went to ames iowa for a a friend's wedding a college friend of mine you did yeah um we both went to ames oh we did yeah yeah uh we went to galena on the way there we stayed a night in galena which is in illinois Illinois. it's like a old school it's so cute it's like a really cute town gilmore girls in in 19 50 (laughs) like in northwest (laughs) illinois but yeah and then i also took another trip to palestine so i could do some logistical paperwork stuff for joe and i so that he can hopefully next time he visits he could actually be allowed to enter into the west bank um but yeah those were our trips in 2022 what simple pleasures have you especially enjoyed this past year over the past couple years especially Um, In grad school, I fell off my routine of Mm. self-care. Up to that point, my Sundays, self-care Sundays were a thing for me. Um, Just, and I learned this from my mom. She would like put like a face mask on. She would like fix her, like just clean up her nails, like put a hair oil, hot oil treatment for her hair, like whatever, like just treat herself well treat her body well treat yourself and and just like relax and de-stress and i hadn't done that or prioritized that i guess as consistently in a long time and this year i've kind of gotten back to that got back to taking care of myself practicing self-love again finding comfort and spending time nurturing my body and mind it's been nice to do that what about you and i too and I yes too. <laughs> um no i think for me i man i used to eat a lot of pizza mm-hmm. I emotionally ate <laughs> last year mm. um, in 2021 mm. and listening back to that, that podcast, I was talking about how I need to stop ordering so much food and mm. emotionally eating. Cause I'm an extroverted person. Um, I realized and um, being stuck indoors for so long because of COVID uh, and quarantining made me insane. So I used to emotionally eat. 2022 made it a point not to do that too much. And you did a great job. When Joe sets his mind to shit, like to doing something, he fucking does it. Oh my God, do I? You really do. (laughs) Like, you know, one thing I really respect about you, one of the things I really respect about you is that you know who you are, you know what you like and what you don't like, like really quickly. I mean, obviously like you're, you've learned that over, over time, but Mm. at the same time, like you, you know, and when you say you, you're not going to do something, you don't do it. And you've, you've been consistent with that this year. Thank you. I, I'll take that in. <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah, no, I just didn't want to be a complete fat ass uh, in 2022 <laughs> in summary. I, you know, you take photos and you're like, who the fuck is that person? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to live like that. Um, so hopefully I'm, you know, continue to, to be on the right track. I'd like to go on these walks where I just like to, you know, pot it up, mm-hmm. put my um, AirPods in and listen to a podcast or, or playlist and just let my mind drift as I walk. Mm-hmm. I have the same path that I always take. It's just nice to kind of just clear your mind. And I realize I just need to be out there mm-hmm. and see people. And be outside. Yeah. Fresh air. And, mm-hmm. and that, that's been really fun for me. Um, I thought that was just an old person thing to do when you're <laughs> you know about to die. That you start to reflect about life and your impending death. But for me, (laughs) I also felt that, you know, so pretty cool. Um, But yeah, I would say my walks are definitely something that is a simple pleasure that I've enjoyed. (laughs) Question for you. What energized you in 2021? 
Well, one thing is for me, like, I don't like um, disappointing people, for example. I don't like making feel, people feel bad or whatever. So It's a real issue you have. It is, it is a real <laughs> issue that I have. I often just take on more work than I need to or want to. And I often want to be there for people. I want to support people, whatever. And I put myself last. Jeez. That's a tangent. Specifically at work, where if I disagree with something... I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be like, I don't think this is a good idea. You stand up for yourself now. Or I just voice my opinion like more openly. I'm not as agreeable. If I really don't think something's right or something works, I will express it in a way that in a professional and respectful way without feeling like, oh, I'm being a bitch or whatever. You know, guilty about it. Feeling guilty about it. Just standing up for yourself. And for those that are listening, Nura is one of the hardest workers. (laughs) And I know she's my my wife, but uh, I she really. Like I, it sounds biased, but you're one of the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. So I well, not the smartest worker, but yeah, maybe uh, the hardest, one of the hardest workers. and modest too. Um, so what energized me? Um, good things. Oh, asking. sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, what energized you, Joe? So what energized me? I would definitely say um, if any of my Second City uh, improv classmates are listening, um, you guys have really energized me. I would say a lot. Um, I like to just, you really did. I, uh, just once a week meeting with them and being to be completely goofy and silly and not, it's the weirdest concept. Cause like, thank you. All right. That's enough. But like, <laughs> I, I could be completely ridiculous and outlandish and I don't feel any shame because everyone is looking outlandish and ridiculous and there's no judgment there. And the only judgment that you do get is if you're not trying your best to just let yourself go and be ridiculous. Mm. And I've never even thought I'd be part of something like that in my life. It's such a cathartic way to just release my energy. And Mm. I I realize I, I mean, I always kind of knew this, but I I really do enjoy performing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a, that's a huge thing for me. This has been the kind of the missing puzzle be puzzle beast puzzle puzzle beat <laughs> puzzle beast. The, the, it's my Arab side it comes out sometimes when I'm drinking. Uh, the missing puzzle beast, uh, <laughs> the missing puzzle piece. Uh, for you, I feel like you needed this outlet. You needed not necessarily a hobby, but like something you enjoy in your in your life. You know, you're more extroverted, so I feel like you need that. I just I like being strange. Yeah, and it being okay to be strange. Yeah, and I feel like um, at least I mean me too. But I feel like this is another conversation. No, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say I feel like me too, but I haven't found my people. Maybe that's why, and I've been focusing too much on work. Maybe yeah. That's what I mean, is. what what is your weird? Is our weird the same or no. different? Okay. I mean, like you've seen my weird. It's just that I don't feel comfortable being that weird. With, so is it comically or artistically or like I'm actually curious. I have no idea. It's not necessarily. I mean, I don't know if it's comic. I've never tried that, but like I'm a I'm goofy, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, it does it hasn't come out very much it doesn't come out often around people we always anymore. joke that um i come from a very comical lens mm. and you come from a very npr lens yeah but because i know you so but one on one you're you have a, a huge comical part of you mm. that you don't rarely let anyone see no and it's it's weird i used to yeah. But not so much anymore. I respond a lot to energy, to like how people... So yeah. if I feel judged, the people around me aren't being authentic with me, even if we're not the same person. Right. We don't have to be the same person and not judge each other. I will. I feel like I'll be more comfortable showing all sides of myself. Right. I haven't been super comfortable around a lot of the people in my life in general. Mm-hmm. It's just been hard for me to be that person, you yeah. know? I'm obviously the most real person with you, the most authentic version of myself with you. Even with you, I've just been stressed as fuck like the past few years. You won't even talk to me. Shut up. <laughs> but like in even in social situations, like I haven't been that person. No. You know? It sucks. I get it. Okay, this is a little uh, shout out to people um, that are socially awkward out there. <laughs> but if you're wanting to be liked, just don't be judgmental. 
Yeah. If you're just, if you're someone that, you know, like I hang out with you and I don't feel judged by you. Like that's a good, per- that's a totally, cool that's all it takes to be cool. It's just, just don't be judge yourself others. and don't, don't be judgmental. Like that's all that freaking fucking matters. And don't try so it's hard. It's not just fucking, it's not just freaking, it's freaking fucking matters. That's yeah. all that freaking fucking matters. It's a lot of alliteration. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. You're figuring some stuff out in yeah. that aspect as far as like feeling that comfort zone. What drained you in 2022? Work. Actually, I wrote here, work, the world, people. Putting too many of my eggs into people's baskets. That's what I wrote. That's so true. (laughs) I feel like I've been working really hard. There are good things out there. It's just that uh, the news and like the things that I've been focusing on are the negative. On social media. Yeah, just in general. And people, it's just people in general. People are sometimes, uh, have also been probably in a rut and it's just been kind of reflecting off. People are of disappointing. Them. Like, I'm, Well, people in general, but also because the world has been kind of shitty. Yeah, so no, everyone's been, going through their own shit. Yeah. I think I think people are disappointing. That That's like myself included, all of us included. Everyone's like, disappointing. I, everyone's disappointing to someone. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing to, <laughs> to take from today's episode. Whoever's listening, uh, you're disappointing to someone out there. Nobody's perfect. And that's no. okay. No. What about you? What drained you? Doing things I don't enjoy. Mm. Um, this is something that I've realized recently is that I don't think we even talked about this, but Mm -hmm. I actually do a lot of stuff that I don't enjoy. And for the past decade, (laughs) (laughs) like, like no, for real, if I really broke it down, Mm -hmm. because I know we had this conversation a little bit of like, you know, to be better at doing things I don't enjoy. Yeah. But I realized I've been doing that for long ass time. I was like, fuck that this year. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. And there's other reasons that we'll talk about later mm-hmm. for that, that kind of woke me up. But I also realized I have a choice in the matter of, of how I want to live my life. Mm. And it doesn't have to be so fucking grim mm. and it doesn't have to be so structured into the society that the way it is, because if you structure yourself and make yourself fit the society of the today, you're fucked because mm. that is always going to evolve and you're always going to be behind. So might as well just do what the fuck yeah, you want to do. Totally. So that's, that's, um, that's, that's good, me fighting. Good answer. Yeah. That's what, that, but that's what drained me. It's just doing a lot of shit. I don't want to do. What positive habit did you gain this year? What positive habit? Yeah. What's what's a good habit? That's a probably better way. Maybe what, like yeah. smarter money management. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, like investing in our future, making money work for us as opposed to working for the money. I mean, we still work for the money, but you know. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> but like, I feel like we're we're doing a better job, kind of setting the groundwork and the fo- foundation for for a better financial future. Yeah, money's never fun uh, to talk about, mm-hmm. but I think for me, it's more like getting over that this year. It's yeah. like just letting it, let's yeah. automate it. Just let it do its thing. And then you don't have to think about it as much, but make better decisions too. I feel like we've both done that this year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, As for me, I would say my positive habit is more so being more, slightly more health conscious Mm. as far as... Even a lot more health conscious. Yeah, but just more thoughts about my future. Mm. And like, I, you know, the future is now. (laughs) You know, like if, if I don't change bad habits into good habits now when am i gonna change like i'm an adult now yeah it's not like oh when i'm an adult i'll have good habits yeah lifestyle wise it's not like you have your whole life guaranteed to you right you shouldn't live life like you have unlimited years of it Mm -hmm. how did you break out of your comfort zone this year oh well let me tell you (laughs) my i feel like 2022 was all about that for me Mm. girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) we're both holding our drinks and i'm like tell me more (laughs) i'm like that was all 2022 (laughs) let me tell you (laughs) no i think a huge part um and i always give credit to you for pushing me to to do things i enjoy like 2022 was all discomfort in the beginning nice good (laughs) good shit i a lot of things happened yeah from our trip Mm -hmm. that we just talked about to what would have been Palestine turned into Jordan. Very uncomfortable. 
starting a new job, quitting my old job, mm-hmm. doing improv classes at Second City to doing more stand-up. It was all very uncomfortable <laughs> to start <laughs> with, but it was definitely worth it. It was a lot of progress. Yeah, you did a lot this year. I feel like you went on a journey of self-discovery this year. I did. I had my uh, Eat, Pray, Love I year love it. It's good. You, I mean, we all need that. What about you, though? Standing my ground at work. I've, I've mentioned that. Very uncomfortable for me. But also, like, I think, I don't know if it was this year. I think it was this year. Is like I started skating, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, the past summer. Yeah. I was like very uncomfortable with it. And you're talking about roller, sk- roller, uh, roller skating. Roller skating. Yeah. I bought the skates and I would go. I still need to gain that confidence like you did with stand up and doing your own open mics on your own to like go out and do it on my own. But let me let me be clear for everyone else. So you're very much so just beginning like to. beginner skater. Like you just yeah. put the skates on for the first time and just like trying well, to walk. When I was like maybe like nine. Yeah, no, no. But <laughs> you're definitely <laughs> I've just tried starting. skating, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah, it's not like you're a skater that's like trying to do it again. This no. is like baby steps. Like yeah, I'm which learning is much more how to difficult. skate. I did it slightly with my coworkers because, but they were they knew how to skate. So I'm, I've I started learning how to skate this year, but I didn't do it as much as I would like to. So hopefully next year I'll do it more often. What achievements are you most proud of? The biggest achievements I would say is to rewiring my brain. I think mm-hmm. I feel like this year was really important. It was a transition year. Yeah. I was always a young one um, in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I'm not. <laughs> And I feel like I'm, you know, it's go time. You got to do all the things that you said you were going to do now. Mm. And it's just really hit me this year. So I guess, I guess what I'm most proud of is, and I knew I was going to talk about this. It doesn't have to be too emotional. I don't want to get too emotional now, but Mm. we had a podcast about this before, Mm. uh, a couple episodes before this one about my friend, Rob Sutton passing away unexpectedly. And that hit me really hard, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, It was the first loss that I had um, from someone so close. Um, And it being so unexpected really just shook me. The type of relationship I had with him, uh, it was a really special relationship as far as our bond. It was very kind of unique. So it was hard for me. And I think that, that really pushed me to drive further to do things that I'm uncomfortable with. Because it reminded me, I mean, he's younger than I am, which is also another weird aspect of it. But I think it was also just kind of um, not taking life for granted. And there is a weird feeling of like, I owe it to him. Personally, I needed his, uh, his death to matter. So I think for me, this year was really dedicated towards that concept. So if there was a time that felt weird to me, I would push further because of him and uh, uh, but he passed in June and I, I think that really set the stage uh, for the rest of the year for me um, as far as kind of see my everyday life moving forward I feel like it's really easy for a lot of us to get taken up on a lot of the responsibilities that we have to do which makes sense but I think it's important to balance it with things that make life worth living. Mm-hmm. And I think that was uh, something that I really did do this year. So I think that's probably what I'm uh, most proud of is that I actually did push myself um, because of that. And I think continue, I'll continue to do that. All right. So we're back. Uh, what achievements are you most proud of from this year, this past year? I think my biggest achievement was getting a raise in the summer, then advocating for myself and getting another promotion in the fall. The actuality of like having to talk to your boss about it and bringing it up yourself is very different than just getting a promotion. Mm -hmm. It's bringing it up, knowing what your worth is Mm -hmm. after all the work that you put in. Mm. It's it's, it's a lot to uh, as far as internal growth. I hate presenting in general, especially talking about myself. So yeah, I definitely had to do create a presentation. I had to gather the data to prove the 
benefits of the stuff that I've that I've done for this job. Presented it to both my ma- my direct manager and his manager, uh, who was my previous manager, and got a promotion, um, which was the first promotion I've ever received. So that's awesome. And so now you're a senior designer. I'm a senior designer, and I finally started a UX boot camp, which is been on my to-do list for a very long time so that's also an achievement and that'll go into something we'll talk about later but you you pile things up you you've done do. you've you've uh, undercutted what you've actually done you've accomplished a lot this year you've been working your ass off i know you won't say this about yourself but you've been working your ass off all year to a point where it's like ridiculous to watch like it <laughs> it makes when i see you and how much work you do on a daily basis it's it's makes me feel uncomfortable like i have to be doing a thousand times more than I should be doing. I mean, it's not a good thing, but you know, yeah. I feel like I, I try to, I, I want to like take advantage of your youth. I just, I have like this like FOMO about everything that I feel like I need to get shit done ASAP all the time Yeah. that I need to work on. But anyway, but what, no, but you've done, you did, you did a lot this year as far as work, um, which is hopefully something to revisit and re, reassess in the new year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like no matter what you do, you're going to be working. You work, you work hard. You always give a, over a hundred, like a hundred percent in everything you do. So, um, it might as well be on something that you care about. Mm-hmm. What's one thing you wish you did this past year? Given the scenario of this year and how it played out, there's not much I would do differently. Um, in the sense of like, that's great. Yeah. I can't think of anything realistically. Mm-hmm that I would, would, would have done differently. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good year to, I mean, if you, if you feel like you've found your foundational kind of like kickoff point, you know, where you're like, this is where it should have kind of like spurred off from, mm-hmm. you know, that's huge. It's definitely a transitional year and a tough year. Oh, totally. I would say it's not this as is, easy, but it's good that you that you feel like you you wouldn't change anything. For sure, I think this is probably one of the toughest years of my life. Mm-hmm. I would say um, mentally, as far as like being able to, um, from the trip that we had mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the racism to uh, Rob passing and um, transitioning to jobs and just a lot of. Uh, anxiety. I would mm-hmm. say I, I don't think I've ever had this much anxiety in my whole life. And uh, it was definitely a rough year, but getting over the hump of kind of figuring out who I am in all of this mm-hmm. has definitely been beneficial for like the bigger picture mm. moving forward. Totally. I think. Oh man, that's good. That's huge. Is there anything for you as far as anything that you wish you did this past year? reflecting and being present living in the moment not focusing so much on the past or the future or or what could be or what if because there's going to be things that are going to be out of your control and I feel like I've learned through therapy a lot this year I feel like therapy was a huge theme of my life this year is that I feel like I need to be in control Mm -hmm. in order to feel grounded but that's not always the case i need to be okay with being challenged and okay with things being off balance because that's life recalibrating as things happen is is the goal mm-hmm. is what i wish that i did was that bruce lee quote the be, be like water <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i wish that i was more like water and that's the goal hopefully moving forward but yeah what are what are you thankful for i'm most thankful for finding out what i enjoy to do And I know that sounds simple to many people, but if you really think about it, name off the things you actually enjoy doing. Mm. And it's a lot less things the older you get, I feel Mm. like. And I realize how precious it is to hold on to the things that actually bring you real joy. Yeah. And to take that seriously and not just be like, you know, disregard it. But there's very few things when, you know, life gets you down that when you do it, it brings you real joy. So if you could identify that, that's something that's special to hold on to. And I think I've started to realize what that is for me. As far as comedy, performing, being in a community, 
of people that like-minded in that way where I don't feel like I have to explain everything always. Mm. It's a really nice feeling to be weird. Really helps me to feel like an individual instead of just cattle mm. in the society. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> instead of like cattle in the society. Um, <laughs> what about you? What's what's something that you're most? I know it's like we, we can't Jeez. help ourselves. We can't help to take a normal softball question and turn it into a uh, philosophical metaphor. Um, but what about what about you? What what's something that you're thankful for? I spent more time with family, at least my, my American, my America family, <laughs> um, not my Palestine family, but my parents are much older than I, we're not much older, but they're older than the standard or yeah. average parent for my yeah. age. Like I'm 28. My dad is 82, you know? So he's like three, four times my age <laughs> almost. Um, but anyway, so the past couple of years I've been facing that, you know, like my dad, and his health scare at the end of last year. This year, a lot of my family members, like my uncles and aunts, um, ha- have been having like really serious health issues as well. I'm going to get emotional, but anyway, I can't okay. control it. I'm glad that I'm getting to know my family here in Chicago, like a little bit, like little by little. But I'm also thankful for the time that I spent with my family at home. And I'm thankful for my health. And I'm also thankful for you, you know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> those okay. are those are what I'm thankful for. No, yeah. I get it. It's um, th- I think this year has been a lot about thinking about life as a whole mm-hmm. for us. I don't know if it's the same for everyone else too. Like for all we know, because we're like in our own little world um, that you and I live in, and it's just been the theme for this year is just like seeing life as at its whole, um, and the ones that you care about. Um, the most kind of come out the most, like you realize um, the importance of all that. We're both the youngest in our mm. families, so I think it's something that thinking about mortality. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a fun thing to think about. And mm-hmm. so, what a, what a, what a fun year! <laughs> <laughs> this past three years have been weird. So, I mean, this all being said, we're kind of trying to close out our thoughts on 2022. Um, and this is something, it's a question for both of us that we could answer together, but like, how would you summarize 2022? For me, it's better than 2021. That's how I would summarize it. For me, I think it's, I would probably call it one of the most influential years of my life Mm. just because of everything that's happened and, um, just a huge perspective change. All right. So thanks for those that have been, I guess, still tuning in from this very <laughs> emotional. We didn't know it was going to be this emotional yeah. um, to take a look back at 2022, but it makes sense. Um, I, I guess we just really didn't have the time or setting to really unpack a lot of the stuff that we went through. Um, and just kind of ending this this episode here, we're going to look ahead now to 2023 um, and it's just a good way to kind of keep ourselves accountable, but also something to also look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start by asking what would a successful 2023 look like to you? Um, I feel like echoing what I said, kind of what I hinted at earlier. Um, maybe what I hinted at last year too is spend less time worrying and working and spend more time exploring, maybe like relaxing, breathing, spending time more, being more present is what a successful 2023 looks like for me. I think for me, it's building on this transition year of 2022 and building upon what I've learned from this year. Mm. So not, you know, letting this just be one year, but to build upon it, to do things I enjoy mm-hmm. and finding a way for it to work for me. That includes comedy. I love performing and loved, I've been doing some stand-up and I think it's fun for me. And I think the more I learn about stand-up and comedy in general, the more it, it's kind of one of, like a no-brainer for me. Moving forward with our final question of the episode, um, of this wrap-up, we're going to look forward to 2023. So Nura, what's something um, that you would want for me in 2023? Keep challenging yourself. Keep putting yourself out there. I feel like you've been doing such a great job setting your own routine, setting your own 
plan and and just pushing yourself to to write and to create and to to pursue what you love and I feel like that's you've honestly progressed more than I would have or anyone anyone that I know would have in that time span that you have um pursuing something that you love just keep it going you know just keep pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is what I hope that you would do is that you keep challenging yourself, not setting boundaries, you know, not being your own worst enemy kind of thing. It's just to kind of um, keep inspiring yourself and keep being inspired by me when I tell you to, to keep push, trucking through because I feel like um, I see your potential. Yeah, I hope you do. I do. I do. And I'll continuously and forever be honest about everything. Don't you know? be too honest. No, I'm going to be honest Don't with you. But that's honest. the point, though. I feel like I'm proud of you. And I and I feel like you're doing a great job. And you listen and you you're very considerate and thoughtful. You've been supporting me a lot throughout this year in a lot of different ways emotionally through the Palestine trip through my dad even the end of last year like supporting with housework chores all that stuff like you know alleviating a lot of that pressure off of me when I'm overworking myself so you've been doing a lot of amazing stuff and I'm I'm very thankful for it outside of that it's just I want you to continue pursuing what you love even when challenges arise you know don't let it demotivate you what's one thing you would want for me in the new year no no i appreciate that no i think for you i i think it's just more like i think for me personally going through figuring out like i want to do stuff that i actually enjoy seeing how much that's affected me mm-hmm. like i want the same for you my my thing i would want for you is to find or even try out a couple of things that actually bring you joy activity wise or, you know, finding a community. Um, that's what I would want for you. So like carving out time. And I know you're definitely someone that like really jam packs your schedule and you are always busy. Mm-hmm. So it's like giving yourself time to do things you enjoy that just are just for purely enjoyment. You are very selfless. Uh, to a fault and it would be nice to see you do something for yourself that you just just out of enjoyment that, that you would like to do thank you i appreciate that you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> no but you've been really supportive all year in many different ways um, i know we talk about that a lot but just so that it's it's also captured in time here in the podcast episode here um, you've been super supportive to me mm. This year has been really tough and you've been nothing but, but kind and supportive and real and communicative throughout tough times and you continue to do so. Um, so I really appreciate you evolving as a person with the complications of this year, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I appreciate that. I love you. Aww. And love you've been too. the same for me throughout five years. So I appreciate you. We're all going to cry. We've been together for six years? Yeah, six years, years, five years. So that half year, I wasn't so supportive. Shut up. That's fine. I mean, we were getting to know each other. Whatever. Like flirting. Whatever. You need to know everything. (laughs) All right. Well, that's a wrap for 2022. Um, We'll do this again next year. 2023 for 2024. Hopefully 2023 is better than 2022 and Mm -hmm. everyone has a good year. Um, and we could get over this COVID shit <laughs> and actually live life. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Like and subscribe. Until next time, be good. Real good. The Inside Joe. That's all, folks. <laughs>